Hi, I'm Akinola Davis, and this is The Cost Catch-Up, a series of conversations between friends about creativity, life, and style. I'm a filmmaker. Uh, I was born in London, raised in Nigeria. Um, I say that because I think it informs a lot of my work. Um, I've done, like, I want to make narrative films, but my sort of trajectory has been content stuff, music videos, and then fashion films, art films, and kind of moving into the space of commercial and more narrative stuff now. And my work is centered around community, centered around sort of, it's not exclusive to, but it's predominantly about the black experience, but it's not exclusive to that. Um, And yeah, I like people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and sat across me is a long-time partner in crime, um, James Messiah. Yes, there's been many crimes. <laughs> <laughs> a fair few crimes. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm James Messiah, um, a poet and musician. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just kind of like landed on on that as a fair description of, of what it is that I do and, and who it is that I am in, in this big bad world. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mainly write about amoral egoism, philosophy that I kind yeah. of landed on a few years ago. Uh, and, I, and I'd say me being from South London probably informs my work quite a bit as well. Mm. Although the running around that we did was mostly in East London. Yeah. So, well, we, uh, we had a few moments in South. We've had cross London moments. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done West London yet. No, yeah, but you've done West London. I've, done West, yeah. I've definitely done West London. <laughs> um, I would add to the fact yeah. that I also think you're a bit of an antagonist. I've said this to you like bare times before. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's probably. Do you think that's a South London thing? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I, I think I think um, maybe maybe from from there, um, that was sort of like the way it goes. You know, I think I had a lot of conflict at a young age with a lot of people, mm. uh, and not just not just like in in the, the the playground or in the street or whatever, in church as well. You mm. know, uh, there's a lot of conflict growing up, and I, I think maybe there was a lot of like testing. You know, everyone would test. Mm. Someone's uh, never mind street cred, but just like their metal, you know. Or even so, your faith. Your faith, yeah, <laughs> legit, legit. So I, I did mention I was really, really, you know, strong uh, conservative Christian when I was younger, growing mm. up, Seventh Day Adventist, uh, and then kind of like became an atheist when I was when I was around twenty years old, and and that was like a kind of big feature in my my writing mm. and in my music as well. I think a lot of the the kind of themes that I address are like, or the, the, there's a lot of religious themes in the work. Mm. Uh, yeah. Would you say you're still an atheist? Then? Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. Hardcore. Interesting. Okay, let's get back a little bit. Yeah. I was saying that we met literally almost 10 years ago, around the corner. Maybe exactly 10 years ago. I don't know if it's exactly 10 years ago, because I feel like... So the prelude to meeting was I'd moved back from America. Yeah. I'd done five or six months in New York. What was back. you doing there? I was doing like a filmmaking course. Where at? New York Film Academy. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I did, that place. And I wanted to skip my visa and I wanted to stay. Yeah. I like met this like lady who was like 10 years older than me and like fell in love. Boom, boom, Jeez. boom. And um, came back and I remember like I was basically homeless for about five months. Yeah. Slept on my, my mate's sofa and then I got the job and I remember specifically asking to work in the stock room because I didn't want to be on the shop floor yeah yeah and then this one day they're like you're working on I used to work on Oxford Street they're like you're working on Carnaby Street <laughs> and that's where we met yeah and and I remember my, my first day uh, Akin taught me how to to fold shirts <laughs> 
And there was a very specific technique mm-hmm. that, that enabled you to kind of like get it all right and get it on the shelves correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thankful for that. And that, that was like, I guess the blossoming of this, this like long, long standing relationship. Yeah. But I, I met a lot of people some there. poetry to you. <laughs> in the stock room? Yeah, in the stock room. Because you told me you're a poet and I was like, oh, I've got something for you. And I like, I drove these bars and you're like, that's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. Well, I definitely remember that we, that we talked about making a film together. Mm. The, the Worm? Oh, The Worm. Do you yeah, that? we spoke about that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's, we, we still got to like really, really, really do it. Yeah. Like, not let's say The Worm or even Amy, which we did yeah. last year. Yeah. We, we still got something else to come up with where it's like both of our brains uh, cooking it up together, mm. you know. Um, but I guess even, even going back to that, that period of time, a lot of people that I know now, uh, kind of like East London, arts, mm. music, whatever stuff, work there mm. uh, and I guess even just before the podcast we were talking with the engineer about like the scene around here with the indie bands or whatever that kind of grew into like whatever it is now um, you DJ'd do you still see yourself as do you claim that uh, no not really man ah uh, okay party's I mean, over yeah no party <laughs> isn't over but mm. I think like for me it, it is a little bit I don't yeah. know if you noticed but like a couple of years ago I, I but it's probably been about a couple of years. I kind of been a lot more withdrawn. Yeah, 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 yeah. The street's been the street's been asking. <laughs> yeah, like I left the, the the spiral group. Yeah, I, I left a lot of groups just because I think. Um, yeah, I just wanted to. I just thought I had a lot going for me, and I know that when I party, it's, mm. it's like all or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I kind of just decided, you know what? Like, I'm a little older than my group of friends who I really care for but like and I can see why there's like a necessity for people to like you know enjoy themselves yeah live yeah, sort yeah. of like hedonistic lifestyle mm-hmm. but for me I was like you know I, I don't want to sound like cliche but I was like I've done quite a lot of this yeah in yeah, like yeah. different increments and I was like I'm just doing this again yeah and my one of my biggest issues with myself is like I don't like repeating myself yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of like being stuck in a loop you mean yeah, yeah I just think like I just want to evolve I want to be like the next version of myself I mean I, I guess I'm late to the game you know mm. I, I, I only kind of discovered like never mind raving or even secular music as such but being in the church to being like really religious for a while mm. it took me a long time to even like let go of that to mm. shed that skin so you know in, in terms of like mentioning what my work is about that's kind of like for me looking back quite a profound thing to say knowing who I used to be mm. um, and I think, I think I've definitely still got a lot more in me in terms of like uh, late nights and, and running around town mm. um, I mean there's a whole world out there I guess I could I could <laughs> run around some different towns Yeah, but London London does feel like home and I think that it really does inform my creativity quite a lot and maybe when the recipe doesn't doesn't work anymore. I have to change change some ingredients, but for now, it's still very tasty. But I find that quite interesting. I was thinking about it the other day. It's like how much because you tra- through music you've traveled quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, predominantly yeah. in Europe. Yes, yeah. Have you done America? Yeah, we did. We did. Um, we did uh, Detroit, Atlanta, which Ooh. is insane. Uh, New York, didn't do LA, um, but then we d- went up to Toronto. Uh, and and somewhere else in in Canada, I can't remember. But yeah, do you get a distinct reaction to your work? Like I feel like sometimes your work is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but mm. I feel like 
your work is like a kind of rebellion against and maybe I'm maybe I'm paraphrasing but I feel like your work is like a, bear, a rebellion against your like nurture or upbringing yeah definitely but I think I think in more recent terms because I guess I, I, had, to, I had to shed like I guess like religious ideals and then like sort of like kind of the 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 cultural ideals that were that, that felt like they imposed upon me mm. um and then I kind of like got into like you know, never like a kind of South London, Black Caribbean stuff. Mm. You know, they let let that go, mm. and then you kind of get into that left politics stuff. You know, and then you kind of let well, I let that go, mm. and now I guess I'm sort of just questioning. It was about like what it is to be a nihilist, you know, which mm. I identify as, and it's like to, to have to have a really extreme cynicism mm. about any any uh, idea of what order is or mm. what right is. Mm. So you, you mentioned like I'm an antagonist, and I think even in, in the poetry and the music, there is often like a desire to question mm. like things that we perceive as being like right. Mm. So the way that I write my poetry is definitely like uh, scratching at the surface of what mm. the idea of a poem is, mm. and even musically, I guess like I have necessarily got a formal background in it, mm. but I love it, and I, and I do it in a kind of punk way, I yeah. suppose, you know, punk electronic music yeah. with a bit of bashment influence. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I think now people are starting to get an idea about what it is that I'm about. Yeah. Um, I think maybe because there isn't like a manager or like a label that operated in a sense of like creating my like image mm. or whatever. It, it has sort of been like a bit of this, bit of that. Yeah. But now I think people are starting to like cotton on to like what the kind of general thread is yeah. or has been over the last 10 years that I've been working. Yeah. You know, so, so does that, does that imply that, I mean, maybe it's counterintuitive when you speak about like nihilism. Yeah. Do you, do you, does that imply that you don't plan for the future or do you plan for the future? Do you know what? I think, I think maybe more important than nihilism in this in response to this question is my determinism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think, this, I was cycling yesterday and mm. this thought kind of, I mean, it's something that I'd know as a determinist, but it kind of really landed on me. I think there was someone who, who, who died, um, who was like a friend of, like the group mm. you know I, I don't know them personally but there was like a lot of chat about them online and stuff and it kind of like made me feel a bit of a way mm. um, but then there's this, this line in um, what's it uh, Sun, Sun Can't Compare Larry Heard mm. and it's like open up and see that everything is how, how is, everything is how it ought to be and that is like a very deterministic principle that everything is what it's meant to be and there is no right there is no wrong everything mm. just is um, so as much as I personally felt that emotion related to seeing that news mm. and as much as I might independently make a plan for like family or a house or just pass my free test mm. a convertible BMW <laughs> congratulations <laughs> thank you um, and I'm, I'm aware that that's my own subjective ideals and mm. not necessarily what what reality or the universe wants mm. you know so yeah. the James from 10 years ago yeah in 10 years there's probably been like a massive evolution would you say? Yeah, big time. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, the, the evolution between me now in 2020 uh-huh. versus me at versus me in like 2014, 15. Yeah. That was like a like major turning point. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, in, in, in my character, definitely very consistent things. Like I know myself, I've always had the same internal monologue yeah. kind of thing. Um, but def- definitely, like there's there's external things like that have been put into the system. Yeah, that have like changed the makeup of it. So I'm interested. What was the what was the catalyst? I guess like I became an atheist. When I was 18, 2008, and mm. two years later, 2010, I kind of started to like really stretch my stretch my legs in mm. in it. 
And then five years down the line, it was like, okay, this is the world. Mm. Um, and I think maybe some of the kind of like language that I use now in terms of describe, describing my worldview, I didn't mm. have them. Mm. There were like a lot of important conversations with yourself and others, mm. a lot of important music and, mm. and a lot of films and books I hadn't read. Mm. You know, Bra- I hadn't even read Brave New World, you know? Mm. So you, you read that and mm. then you read um, Clockwork Orange or whatever. Mm. I was like, okay, these, I, I recognize these characters, the outsider, um, Camus and all the rest of it you start mm. to recognise like elements of yourself it's like okay so I'm not like this new person who just discovered all this stuff like it's it goes back been going on. you know it's been going on you know yeah um, and to throw it back to you in terms of like maybe maybe like the kind of the work that you'd say has kind of most impacted you in the last few years or even the artists who would you say made you kind of feel that sense of like I'm not the first person to do this um ooh. in terms of work it's probably uh, I think the moment the, the 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 thing I made that changed my life was probably the the climb video. Yeah, I epic, mean, epic. It it was probably that or probably the video before. What Not was that? In, what was the one before? I did a video for this guy called UK Red Light with these kids skating. Okay. Not many people have seen it. But yeah, yeah. I remember like the penny dropping. Not necessarily what I made, mm. but I think it was the process. Yeah. For the video before, it was like. Oh, what I'm filming just felt really valuable. So I was like, okay, I should probably be filming this. Yeah, yeah. Or subject matter around this. And I think for the Klein one, it was more like, oh, you know, you can be, you can do things independently. Like if you just like plan and save, you can do things independently. And after I did that and like mind mapped, putting everything together, getting press, like all this stuff, I was like, oh, you know what? Like I can figure this out, you know? It was like the conception of an idea the sort of like figuring out how to get all the resources for the I just I was just like oh like that's how other people do it yeah whereas like before I was like I don't know how other people do it so the things I create don't look as good yeah yeah and then I was like when I like pieced all the things together I was like ah oh, there's like a there's like a maths to this yes you know it's yes. not like people aren't necessarily like auteurs it's yeah. like there's an actual like science Way, to yes, how things yeah. are made do you know what? I, I, I kind of feel that a bit with music you know mm. um, and almost like I, w- I wanted to release the next EP this year but I keep hearing stuff you know that, that really blows my mind mm. and I'm really kind of keen to get a bit more experience move sit in studios with a few like master engineers mixing engineers producers mm. and just get us get more of a sense of like how it's done mm. properly rather than just me in my bedroom with my laptop on Logic with mm. my you know Apple earbuds Yeah, I want to see how it's done you know almost almost to sit in on like some pop producers mm. thing and see all the different channels and tracks that he's got on his on his software, yeah. Just so I could know like how how deep the rabbit hole goes, yeah. kind of thing. Um, it goes deep there. Yeah, I know. But I almost think that like knowing how it's done, having seen people learn how it's done, it becomes very inhibiting. Mm-hmm. I think like luckily you're from you you have your background already, so yeah. like. But if you only ever grow up in in an environment of where it's done, like people don't see an alternative way of doing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I find like really sort of like fascinating. Another thing is music wise, we had we I used to produce the show for Tim and Barry. Yeah. And then I remember I remember one particular show, London Riots. Do you remember yeah. that one? Jesus, yeah, yeah. yeah. London Riots. Yeah. We 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 did a show online. <clears throat> was, it, it was the day of. It was the day of. It was like whilst it was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was probably a really bad idea, but <laughs> like, 
like because I also remember Hannity W had a party yeah either that night or like the night before or something would that have been the, the one that changed my life I don't I'm not sure was it a local party maybe no it was at a house okay okay yeah that might have the one that might have been the one yeah, yeah. but I also I also remember it so it might yeah. not have been the one I think like what, what I don't enjoy about like late nights is, is when a conversation becomes not a conversation and someone mm. starts monologuing to you mm. about like which happens a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a that's hell of a lot. I was like, I'm just going to go and DJ now. I was yeah. like, I'm going to go and play, find a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. But like, yeah, a lot of the times it's people who have issues mm. with whatever, you name it. I think for me, it's almost like the, the, the beauty of the uh, poetry, like the function it serves for me is that, because mm. I don't know, toot my own horn in this instance, people do often remark about how like, how how balanced I seem, mm. you know, generally, and then even in that that kind of situation, and I think it's because I get a lot of my stuff out in in the writing process, mm. um, and and I really I really can't stress enough how important that is. I guess to anyone listening, it's it's like stuff stuff that kind of stays in your head mm. and like stews and starts to chew you up. It really it really just helps to like to say it mm. um, to someone yeah sure but like, for me like in writing it in a poem mm. it really helps mm. um, and I think I think maybe some of the, the best poetry I've written has been like me trying to come to terms with like something that has been bugging me mm. for a long time mm. and then almost like by making it a poem it's almost, I'm sure there's like some children's uh, film or like play where they talk about like you blow it away yeah. <laughs> you know like it's you... like that thing of like writing stuff down on paper and then like burning burning it, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah do you know what? um i did that for for new year's into this year yeah it's like write write down your like your wishes or whatever your biggest hopes and fears and then like put it put it in the fire and that yeah. was like like really similar to like how how i how i see my experience being mm. i mean the beauty of like writing stuff in the notes in, in like the iPhone is like I'll go back and like type in a word and be like wow 2016 I remember that issue mm. I remember thinking that this was a big problem or that that was a big problem I wasn't seeing eye to eye with this person and now it doesn't feel like a thing at all mm. um, but I mean I think the, the music definitely serves a different purpose I don't I don't think writing music or making music is, is about that maybe like the process of that like dancing to it once it's done yeah. poetry for me it feels a lot less scientific mm. in that sense you mm. know I, I want to say that I've like got the science mm. inherent in me now like mm. I know I know what a good poem feels like mm. um, whereas with the music stuff I'm still trying to like solve that yeah. you know yeah. um, you, never, you never shot stills did you? Uh, I, I tried a couple of times why, why is that not a thing? Because it's just too much imposter syndrome. Okay. Also, I just, I'm just, uh, you know what's really strange is that I'm very obsessed with photography. Yeah. But I just, I just find making it really boring. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I don't think there's anything more interesting than people watching. Yeah. And if the person is like still, then like, you're not really watching them, are you? You've like just captured a moment. Yeah. Whereas like, I, I guess the thing that really interested me about Less about photography is the like moving image. At least people are moving the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I asked because I was thinking about like my process of poetry and, yeah. and how how it, it, it can help to mm. like be a, be a, be a space or form to get get stuff out. Mm. With, with the filmmaking process, is it as is it as much about like your ideas and wanting wanting to like get something out of your head, or is it about you saw something outside of yourself 
and you want to record it and broadcast it to a wider audience mm. if the question makes sense yeah I think it's sometimes both I think okay. it, I mean I think like money talks for one so <laughs> so, story. so ultimately yeah. like in most moneyed situations it's not about what I'm trying to get out it's yeah. more things outside of myself that I'm trying to like bring in okay. like sub- either subversively or not but I think the, sh- the stuff that I make uh, on my ones um I would say it's just stuff it's just ideas I'm just trying to get out yeah I have like I was going to mention this earlier like I have a very big obsession of death mm. like I, the worm was about death yeah the worm was about death yeah I have like a very big obsession with it <clears throat> it's not like in a weird like sort of way but I just think it's I just I find it so curious that like everyone's so fearful of this thing that's like inevitable yeah and the way I sort of look at it is that like okay well you know why it just doesn't strike me as such a scary thing maybe mm-hmm. maybe like having developed this relationship with it it just doesn't strike me as a scary thing at all I think yeah. life is scarier yeah. because actually like there's so many things you have to do with life is scarier than death I sw- wow. yeah that's what I think man I think there's there's so much within life you have to overcome like whether mentally whether like politically whether socially whether mm. like based on your gender whether based on like your pocket you know like yeah. there's just so much to have to figure out yeah. and there's no like blueprint to any of that whereas like death just almost has this like poetic certainty not taking into account like the sort of like sometimes brutal ways yeah. people die but yeah. I just mean there's there's a sort of like I guess where I'm from in Yoruba tradition it's like you're actually returning to something mm-hmm. as opposed to like leaving somewhere as, as opposed to just being like yeah. over you know Yeah. and I guess for me I, I f- you know I find that very romantic not that I'm like trying to die anytime soon <laughs> but you know what I mean I just yeah. think it's a really um, fascinating thing do, do you remember at Tate Tate uh, Britain around the time when we were maybe talking about doing stuff maybe we shot some Just, just Jam stuff around then okay um, but there's a, a poem that I did for Charlie Dark mm. with the, the demon DJ's dance oh I remember that yeah? Yeah, yeah yeah was it Tate Britain or was it Tate Tanks no Tate, Tate Tanks was a that was Tate Tax was even around then. Oh, okay, but um, but I guess because I, I remember that kind of time, people mm. would say, "Oh, you know, what do you do? What do you write about?" And I'd be like, "Morality and mortality." Yeah, <laughs> and that kind of worked as like a thing, you know. Mm. Um, Amy itself mm. was 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 all about that. Yeah, um, and I think I think that's another thing. I guess like you talk about like coming away from the you know late night madness or whatever, and mm. that was like a kind of thing that really triggered. Or, or, or inspired that project for mm. me because talk about growing up in South London and, and there being like a lot of like conflict and testing mm. it almost felt like the older we got the conflict and testing was like internal mm. like people were people still challenge you they challenge you till you die but yeah. in fact there was a lot more of that and people who would lose their lives yeah by pushing it too far yeah um or, or I also I guess, think that's really yeah. evident in our community. I think yeah. like if you look at our community from 2010, 2015, like how how it's evolved, how people have evolved, how there's like loads of newcomers, how there's yeah. like people who just like disappeared, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find that really fascinating. But then I also wonder like, what do you have like a vision of, apart from asking you like what, is gonna what you're working on or what comes yeah, next? Do yeah. you have a vision of like what you would, or maybe it's such a grand question, what you would like to achieve? Okay, so I think Optimism One Hundred and One. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really important project 
in like my journey and as much as I talk about poetry being like an important forum as much as for like artistic uh like endeavor like whether to like make something that sounds at the time that people enjoy Mm. also like challenging myself to like dig a little bit deeper to see because that that was around the time when I think there's a lot of partying going on um a lot of like beef between friends Mm. um the tax man came for me mm. <laughs> and my parents were like going through some stuff one of my friends got really sick yeah. and so I was really forced to like evaluate like my life mm. and like that was when I kind of planned or like had a vision of what it was that I like wanted out of life mm. optimism was like aware that in deterministic sense there is no like better or worse like mm. if that person dies if you if you go broke if this happens that happens it's just the way it's meant to be mm. but I was like how can I like for myself decide what an optimum is almost like to give myself some sense of purpose mm. because I think that that is something that plagues a lot of people mm. in our community because it, as much as it's like yeah creativity people someone gets rich or yeah. like someone famous comes around mm. and like people start swarming around them mm. people lose their sense of purpose because yeah. it's almost like I, I came here because I think I wanted to like do something do something <laughs> and now all I'm doing is like getting free clothes and yeah. you know you know free drinks and free food and trips here and there and almost like you've, you've 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 forgotten or lost what it was that you were about in the first place yeah so optimism was really me like reconfiguring like my purpose mm. um and I think I think that's what that was what, like driving happened yeah I was like, I'm gonna learn to drive yeah and I was like, I'm gonna learn to code, mm. <laughs> and I'm gonna, um, you know, try and like whittle down some of my like late night situations yeah. to focus on like one or a few people rather yeah. than like all of the the e nine <laughs> <laughs> all of London, um, and, and and it really works. Mm. Like I think it's and that's just the thing. It's, it's not to say that I was I wasn't sad particularly, mm. and and. I, and you know, sadness and happiness, they kind of come and go for mm. me. Um, but I was kind of aware of, like, the things that I thought were really stable mm. being a lot less stable. And that kind of brought on, like, a sense of anxiety, like, whoa, I, I, don't, I haven't felt this before. Like, I haven't felt nervous about money for mm. a long time. I haven't felt nervous about, like, whether my home's going to be there mm. for a long time. And I was like, okay, so with, with all these kind of, like, moving parts, I need to try and find some kind of firm foundation, something I can rely on. Mm. Um, and I guess another thing as well so it was 101 poems and I was mm. like I know whatever happens mm. in life I'm going to write these 100 poems mm. and like my commitment to like doing that is going to like see me through yeah. and, and it really did Yeah. so in terms of like what's next like more, it feels like a really good time yeah even like you know global pandemic <laughs> being a Black Lives Matter this time the other yeah. recession I, I would agree with that because yeah. I'm like I know it's it's like it's like a privileged thing to say for sure but course, I, I think yeah. that like what I really have enjoyed in this period is just just the quiet man yeah it's actually been like the opportunity to like get reacquainted with myself mm-hmm. and to know that oh you know what I don't need the noise maybe like maybe you were like I need the noise I love know? the noise yeah. I found it <laughs> yeah but I was also like yeah I don't really I don't need the noise mm. and actually like I, uh, what I've been saying the last two weeks I think it's just given me an opportunity to almost like reinvent myself mm-hmm. because I think I used to do that a lot when I was younger I'd yeah. be like oh now I'm like the alternative emo black guy you know? <laughs> or I'd be like oh no like now I'm the like baggy big earring wearing you know like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then after a while it just kind of just became just one Yeah. and I think like now it's like okay well 
yeah I'm just really grateful because I feel like this time has given me an opportunity to almost like do some sort of like self-therapy on yeah, yeah you know yeah. and be like uh, you know when I mean I wouldn't I don't know when you come out of it you've, you tr- you wonder how well that's worked or not yeah but I really think that like I feel very capable I think like this period of time has proved to me that I feel like I'm very capable and actually like all the things I was worried about before like they, they're not really as important as like mm-hmm. being healthy and being happy yeah well I, I mean I because I, 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 I saw you at the start of lockdown mm. And then again at the end, yeah, on bikes, both yeah, times. on bikes. Um, but like, what what has your sort of like routine or like rituals been? I mean, I start drinking water. <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to ask you about that. That was going to be my first question about. Yeah. you text me about water. Um, my routine, I would say. Um, what is what? What would I say? I'm reading a lot more. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't reading at all <laughs> yeah. before. Yeah. So I try and read like, like a chapter of a book a day. Okay. At mm-hmm. least. Uh, I would say I'm trying to like take my time more and I guess some people are like yeah you're just like being late and being lazy it's like actually I'm very punctual but I'm like I really enjoy mm. not being rushed yeah and I and I think I've rediscovered how to say like how to be like nah I'm gonna I'm gonna take my time with this or yeah. I'm not ready or it's not ready or whatever so I think like communication's been a little bit better but what, what else would I say just like having long showers mm-hmm. having more sleep mm-hmm. uh, changing my diet and running uh, how are your knees I started running a lot that my knees are knackered it, you know what I feel like my knee is knackered but that's where C- <laughs> CBD oil is really good oh uh, okay yeah okay like, does it rub it in the joint or no no you just put it behind your tongue okay. and it kind of mellows you out and then you don't like feel any sort of drama but yeah. I would say the running for me physical exercise boom yeah it's probably like the main thing that I've been reacquainted with and I'm like for whatever pressures I'm feeling so long as I have like a physical outlet to get it out, yeah, I think I, I think I'm good. Yeah, well, I remember time ago now. This is this is like another time I bumped into you on Kingsland Road. Mm. Um, I think you, you were going to the maybe you're going for a run. You're going to the gym. I was going kickboxing. Kickboxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm now boxing. Oh, sick. Um, are you still kickboxing? Uh nah. Why I you kinda, jump at? Mm, just because pandemic, innit? I don't want to be like. <laughs> I'm also one of those people that when I work out, I want it to be just dirty. Like yeah. I wanted to, I just want to be like in the, in the trenches. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll wear the gloves at the club. I'll like, you know, when I used to play rugby at school, I wouldn't wash my kit. Like I, <laughs> I wash my kit at the end of the month because I was like, when the opposition come for me, they'll know that that black boy really like stung the place out, but also like gave you a lot of hassle. Um, but yeah, that no, is funky as hell. Funky as hell, man. <laughs> because I'm like, that's how you know you've worked hard when, yeah. when you smell funk afterwards. <laughs> but uh, I think like, I don't know. It's just a thing of kickboxing. I feel like is is a real difference from wanting to like yeah perform amongst other people mm-hmm. versus wanting to just perform for yourself. Okay. I think running, as much as I hate running, it's just me. Yeah. Like challenging yeah. myself. Yeah. I know when I go kickboxing and I used to box for like seven years like mm-hmm. around the corner from the kickboxing place. I know that like you know, my favourite boxer is like Lennox. So I'm not trying yeah, to like yeah. I'm not trying to knock people out. Yeah. I'm just trying to like humiliate them basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that there's a certain level of like like I don't need that competitiveness. Gotcha. Like I only need it for myself. I want to be competitive against myself. 
Yeah, I mean, I, for me, sense. yeah, it does. I mean, with with the boxing, for me, it's, it's not. I don't train in a club. I just, I just go there and use a punch bag. Mm. Um, and I think you, you don't get a sweat on for yeah. me like you do on a on a on a punching bag. Mm. Um, so it's almost like my routine is to go in the gym, work on the bag for a bit, and and I did this, a few lessons with this guy, and he kind of like helped me out with form. Mm. And that's something that I guess is like a tra- transferable, not transferable skill, but something that's going to cross. Mm. Almost like you talked about with film, seeing the way that things are done. Mm. Like you watch a boxing match, you just think like these two guys are going at it. Mm. But then once you kind of learn the, the rudiments of it, mm. you start to see, okay, they're, they're all starting from a certain... Are you yeah. Southboro Orthodox? There you go. Um, oh, well, this is, this, is, this is my stance. So you are Orthodox. Okay, for the people listening, that's my, my right fist by my jaw. Yeah, and then my left. So you, you jab right. with your left. Yeah, yeah, okay. and then and then. Lean so, you, but you're right-handed. Yeah. See, I'm right-handed too. Yeah. But I'm southpaw. What does that mean? It means that I, I, uh, my, I jab with my right hand. Yeah. Which you're supposed to jab with your weaker hand because you're yeah. the one coming is like your stronger one. Yeah. But I jab with my right hand because I I want I'm trying to deceive my opponent. Uh, okay. I want my opponent to think that my left hand's stronger. Gotcha. So I'm hitting him with my stronger hand, basically. <laughs> so I'm like, damn! I want him to think, if wow, if this guy's jab is this intense, yeah. imagine his full punch. Do you know what I mean? Jeez, do you know, I, I said, what does it mean? And I think it was on someone. Someone posted the co-star yeah. uh, thing. I can't yeah. remember who it was, but your name was on there. Oh really? Uh, Sick. You, Taurus. Yes. There's some Leo in there. Yes. And I can't remember what the other one was. The other was Libra. Okay. Yeah. And asking, like, what does it mean with the boxing? Like, what... what are you a star sandy person? Are you into that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm... I'm I have to admit, I'm a bit of a star sandy <laughs> okay. person. I'm a bit of a hippie. Yeah. So I believe in it to, like, a, a certain degree. Like, most people think I'm a Leo. Okay, yeah. But is, is your rising Leo? Uh, my rising... No, my moon's Leo. Oh, so my okay. emotions are Leo. Yeah, and then my rising's Libra, which is very balanced, which yeah. makes sense. You know? Yeah. Um, what's your your Leo? Leo Sun. Yeah. Uh, Aries Moon Scorpio Rising. Oh no wonder that makes so much sense. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, especially your Aries Moon because you're stubborn as hell, man. <laughs> and my mum's an Aries. She's like, yeah, she's the most stubborn human being I know. Moa's an Aries. Okay. Yeah. Moa is incredibly stubborn. Yeah. 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 I think like Aries are the most stubborn. Aries and Capricorn are actually gen- legit the most stubborn people in the okay, sky zone. Yeah, and then Leos are just kind of loud. Yeah, and the life and soul of the party. You know, you know, um, the thing that kind of blew my mind was this book, mm. um, the Sec- Secret Language of Birthdays. Okay. Um, if you haven't read it, you have to. Yeah. Because for me, it was so accurate. And as much as I like to be a skeptic and all the rest of it, I read that. And it was like so spot on mm. that I was almost convinced that like there was some juju out yeah. there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so secret language of birthdays, you have to check it out. Yeah, but I also think it's that thing of cosmology in it. It's like, yep. you know, different cultures and different traditions always look to the stars to understand a little bit more about themselves. Mm-hmm. There's a tribe in in Africa called the Dogon, mm-hmm. and scientists believe that like even though they like appear as like this quote unquote like primitive tribe scientists believe that like the dogon know more about um they know more about space and the universe than an intuitive knowledge of it than like most scientists do oh wow it's okay. just the way they like look at the world it's like a madness it's madness yeah do you know what i mean that the way they sort of like philosopher philosophize and things like that is just so future basically yeah and these guys like 
Yeah, it's pretty wild. How do you discover those people? My favorite place, YouTube. Shout out, oh. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I spend a lot of time on YouTube. That's another ritual. Well, my thing is, I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch like my go-to's. Um, yeah. Boxing knockouts. Wow. Like Tyson knockouts. Like, Very I can, specific. I can, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm mixing it up now and I'm trying to bring in some new boxes, but yeah. I'll, I'll specifically go and watch Tyson knockouts. Rob Van Dam versus Sabu Barbed Wire match in ECW. Like, okay. I watched that endlessly. Wow. Um, you freestyles were like Dizzy Rascal and stuff. Old, like, grime sets. Mm. Hot Ones is like a new thing that I like to watch. That's a good one. Hot yeah. Ones is good. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess at first I kind of thought of it as like a sort of, I mean, because you've got like the, the, the Rogan stuff. Mm. And then like all sorts of like polit- politics stuff that I used to watch as well. Yeah. Um, but but now I'm kind of in, into like watching like old icons, mm. like see where they're at now. Mm. Almost like because the idea of like someone like being washed up or whatever that used to really fascinate me. Yeah. And even sort of like the idea of like like death or whatever the passage of time. Yeah. Always always like curious to see like wow what's Dizzy like now mm. versus how he was before and like yeah. Wiley for example how's he now and that kind of thing I know we got like not long left but I, I always wonder like what do you what so for example I don't know how to ask the question so I'll just say how I think it is like I always only I only really want to be successful towards the latter part of my life yeah do you like do you, do you would you say there's a is there any clamour to be successful now versus later on? Do you, do you know what? I think I, I'm I'm so lucky mm. to be where I'm at now because mm. there was like... I mean, I, I've, it's kind of like it's been happening happening in the background. Mm. Like, I, I, I guess there was no like really like big injection of like cash or success... To any, to any kind of astronomical level mm. it's always been sort of like a steady pump mm. and at one point it felt like, felt like I'd lost it all you know more money than, than like success or whatever else but yeah. it, it feels like it's kind of like being drip fed back in mm. and almost like I felt with well, the lessons that I've learnt from that period of time and the fact that it's this sort of like slow incline rather than a kind of like fast mm. jolt um, I, I think that like if, if you know inshallah everything kind of like stays okay yeah. All things being equal, I think I've got like a good, like a good life ahead. Yeah, and being a being like inshallah, inshallah, <laughs> you know, working as a poet, I think helps yeah. as mu- as much as like there's that like the identity or the idea of what a poet is changes all the time and stuff. Mm. Like the ones that I kind of like think about, I mean, I guess like Sylvia Plath is like a hero, mm. um, but then like, I don't know the image of like Gertrude Stein, like yeah. you know, white hair, mm. big long drape, sat yeah. on like some like. <laughs> you know sofa somewhere that's what I want to be like yeah. Marie Baraka I saw Marie Baraka um, yeah. Gil Scott Heron another one I mm. saw them but like both in the like, the latter years mm. and I think like poetry was exciting to me because I was I like, like the beat generation like I love that stuff yeah. and like, I love confessional poetry and the dub poetry stuff mm. but then there's always always this idea of like being a young young guy in an old man's game mm. like the Walt Whitman songs of myself Mm. idea of like I've seen all this stuff over the years mm. and like their approach is going to be so rich like me at 70 like yeah. what can you imagine how yeah, good the approach will be <laughs> yeah man that's why that's why that's what I look forward to I, that's yeah. why I also say I really enjoy getting older because yeah. I think like someone I got bits coming out let me just put that but I got asked the question <laughs> that they were like who would you where do you want to see who would you like in your career to and I was like I'm not going to answer that question but I, I, like I want whatever I'm entitled to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's coming to to, you? to really answer that question, I was like, I want to be like like a Scorsese because I mm. think like 
he's he's the type of filmmaker that like he he's always getting chances to make stuff yeah. and the older he's getting the more like complex and bigger stuff he's getting to make not do you rate but have you seen Requiem for a Dream a long time ago Darren Aronofsky thoughts on it because cause I, I, I saw Requiem for a Dream yeah it, it the most harried thing I've ever seen. Is that the one where life. the frogs are falling out of the sky? Reckon for a no, dream. that's Magnolia. I keep confusing those okay. two. Yeah. Well, there's Pi, which is his first film, which yeah. I watched. I was watching Reckon for a Dream, and I, and yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um. And and I guess Shade, same train of thought, but like Shade sure. has just really like announced that she's doing like a like a discography release, like okay. remastered, and I was like, wow, it's only six albums. Yeah. And then Aronofsky, like you look at his filmography, and it isn't. It's not that vast. It's just like a kind of very few selects, but really good mm. films. Um, and when you mentioned like the clans film, I was like, yeah, that was like, I was like, Akin hasn't done loads. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's strange. I've done quite a lot, yeah. but I've also it's kind of like that's why I also think I celebrate the things I really think I've done. Yes, as opposed to the things I think I'm being paid to do. Gotcha. Yeah, I yeah. think there's like a big disparity in those two things. That's why I think why I say I'm doing bits is that I think like the world I'm moving into now, which is more narrative, is like I think that's just that's just me. Yeah. You know, I yeah, feel yeah. like not many people have seen what I think I'm capable of. It's really funny when I speak to like video people I'm like I haven't even started you know yeah. that's the thing I'm quite excited about myself it's like I haven't even begun making the things I think I want to make Yeah, you know I've only like had I've only teased it so yeah. I'm quite like I'm just really excited and I think you know once this situation we're currently in is a little bit more like overstood yeah um, that I think there's going to be so much interesting and incredible art coming out mm. basically and I think there's stuff being made now but I feel like we're really at the starting embers you know like Mandem like make a fire <laughs> yeah. and like that I feel like that's what's happening people are like doing that it's not really it's not really a full and, know, it's, and when it catches it's going to be a beautiful thing yeah yeah so I think on that note we will round it up let me just ask you to I always like doing positive affirmations. Yeah. So maybe like what would be your like I don't know, top five positive things you want to pile into the world? Or or negative. <laughs> you know what I mean? But well, let's go with positive. It's oh hang on, there's it's A Z tune. A Z one of my favorite rappers. More money, more murder, more homicide. Okay. <laughs> so not that. <laughs> not that. Um Well I don't know, my, my favourite toast isn't it five things but mm. My favorite toast is uh, to health and happiness. Yeah. Do you know what? There was a book that I found. Uh, so my friends that live on Jackson Road, we had like a party there a little while ago. And then the morning after, we were walking down the road and one of their neighbours had left some books out. Mm. And one of them was like a, a small book of Irish toasts. Mm. Um, and one I remember because it was like three of us. And it's like, made a power of free be with you. Amazing. <laughs> so the three things that you want made a power of free be with yeah. you. I would say mine would probably be like, um, I don't even know, man. I always say, the three things I say, so I'd always be like, I say them to myself as just positive affirmations. So yeah. I always say, you're not alone. Uh, your prayers are already answered. And be kind to yourself and to, to other people. Are you speaking in tongues? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> also, yeah. I'll say this last thing, but... For someone who's an atheist, you say inshallah quite a lot. Yeah, you know well, I, mean? I, I I like I like religion. Yeah, I like religion a lot. I think I think 
like where we are today mm. is because of it. Yeah. Um, and for I right think, or wrong. For, for right or wrong. <laughs> yeah. and, and it can't be discounted, even as someone who, like, I, don't, I don't believe in the stars, so to speak, mm. but I think that, you know, at, at the start of like, the dawn of the, the race or whatever, we mm. looked at the sky to try and figure stuff out. Mm. And I think Freud talks about it a lot, like a lot of the things, where, where we are now, mm. it helps to, to understand it more if we look at like our earlier the earlier versions of like ourselves mm. not not as like individuals necessarily but as like humans as mm. a species mm. and, and religion was like a very important part of it and there are things within religion that we look for like affirmation comfort mm-hmm. purpose mm-hmm. so my affirmation comfort and purpose don't come from like a god anymore yeah they come from myself yeah um amen to that amen to that <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Cost Catch-Up. Hit subscribe on your podcast app if you'd like to hear more and head over to coststores.com to join the conversation online.